You're listening to the Detroit Worldwide Podcast, where we highlight the stories of Native Detroiters that are doing great things in their community and using their impact across the globe. I'm Marquise Taylor. Welcome to the Deep. What up, though? Welcome to another installment of the Detroit Worldwide Podcast. I am Marquise Taylor. And on this week's edition of the podcast, we had the opportunity to sit down with not only one guest, but two guests. Joining us on the podcast this week is Gil and Renee. And in this particular conversation, we discuss everything that this couple is doing. They have been together for 37 years and have been married for 32 of those years. We discuss what keeps their love going as well as the inspiration behind their podcast and the name of it is called Rich Relationships with Gil and Renee. They converse with married couples and other individuals that are in long-term relationships. In addition to their podcast, they also have a YouTube channel where they travel across the country in their RV to see the sights and sounds of America. This is our 65th episode of Detroit Worldwide. We wanted to do something big. We wanted to do something different. And to have this couple come on to talk about their marriage makes this episode even more special. Now, all of that being said, you have heard enough from me. So why don't we dive into the discussion that I had with the one and only Gil and Renee. All right, this is Detroit Worldwide. And today I am joined by not one guest, but two guests. This is the first time I've interviewed two people on Detroit Worldwide. And this is also the first time I've interviewed a married couple. Joining us on the podcast this week is Gil and Renee. They are podcasters. They have a YouTube channel. They travel. They just do so many amazing things. I'm going to let them share their story. So, Gil and Renee, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and keeping it with Detroit. We're going to say, what up, though? What up, though? We well, I, haven't, I haven't heard that in such a long time. What up, though? Oh, boy, that's bringing <laughs> back some flashbacks right there. As I'm looking at their bio and just conversing with them online, I'm just learning more things. But you've heard enough from me, so I want to introduce you to our listening audience. So why don't you begin by telling them uh, more about yourselves and just all of the amazing work that the two of you are doing. I just want to thank you for having us here. You know, this is our first interview with someone from Detroit. 
So Detroit is like our our love. We love it. It's where we're from. Hometown. And we're both from Detroit, both born and raised in Detroit. And so we're going to always have, it's going to always have a special place in our heart. And so thank you for having us and thank you for letting us share our story. We both are from Detroit. We're both born and raised there. I'm the oldest child. Gil and I met when we were 14. Yep. I have to start out by saying east side. No, I'm sorry. He's from the east side. I'm from the west side. And so we actually met at a summer job. 14 years old. Yeah, we were 14 to 15 years old. I was trying to get his attention and I rolled my pencil off of a desk to get his attention. And I think that was the beginning of our story. And so we started dating at 18. Yep. And I went to cosmetology school. He went to school for engineering. Wait, wait, wait. I have to go back one second. When she, we were 18, we had a brief moment where we kind of broke up 14. for a minute. Oh, 14. You were yeah. at 14. And this is the Detroit that came out in her. She cussed me out. When I said, we got to go to our own side of town. I'm trying to be a, a gentleman, a young gentleman and be honorable and say, hey, I'm going to go back to Kettering, go back to my high school. She's going to go back to her high school. Who was it? Northern at the time. Northern. Northern at the time. And say, you know, I, you may see somebody you want to date. I may see somebody I want to date. And I want us, you know, cheating on each other. So I say, I think we should go our separate ways. And she cussed me out, y'all. I'm just telling you, she just cussed me up and down. We were young and I wasn't saved and I've always been very aggressive. <laughs> so I've learned not to be that way because I've learned the importance of being assertive. And so from there, I guess we just really started really dating at 18. Yep. And, and really got serious in 21. And, and now we're at 32 years, you know, lived in eight different places or is it eight or 10? 13 cities. 13 cities. And you halfway around the world over in Germany, I'm retired Air Force. After 22 and a half years, did that. Have one daughter we had and we adopted my two little sisters. My mother was killed. So we've had some ups and downs and some, you know, tragedies. And those things have turned into something that's really beautiful in our lives. And so we are just excited to be an example to people from Detroit to let them see that regardless of whatever you've gone through, there's always more. And that God can use your pain and your difficulty if you give it to him. So we're just excited to kind of let God use our lives to kind of just be a light and an example to other people who may, may not have examples. Now, I know that you mentioned that, Gil, you're a graduate of Kettering High School and Renee, you're a graduate of Northern High School. I went to Northern and Chassis. I ended up graduating from Chassis. That was another part of my very transient childhood. I went to four elementary schools. I went to three middle schools and two high schools. Okay. And I got away from Detroit until I got married. So <laughs> I had a very had a gypsy life as a child. <laughs> okay. Well, a lot of that being said, I know that you both are from Detroit, but why don't you tell us more about your experience growing up in the city of Detroit? What was that like for you? You know, from for me on the east side, it was a lot you know, people automatically think the east side is just rough. No matter what part of the east side you go to, it's just you got to worry about getting shot, getting killed, getting robbed, whatever. And and I think that stigma has always been there, even when my parents were growing up because they were both east siders, you know. But that's not true, you know. And, and even though I only had good memories, though, I can one thing that I can say because I grew up in the Hamtramck area over there by Mon Elliott and Shane and all that kind of stuff. And over there, we used to have Pole Town, which is the big old Chrysler plant that was over there. But before that, 
it was very diverse. I grew up with Middle Eastern people before we got to where we are right now with the way it is, you know, not in Dearborn, but like the way it is over on the east side from people from Czechoslovakia, people from um, Croatia. I mean, it was very diverse and it was a lot of Polish, you know, so I had white friends. I had black friends. I had some some not Hispanic, but Middle Eastern friends. But that's how eclectic Detroit has always been. That's the one thing that I loved about it because I was so diverse. Even when I joined the military and I've traveled all over the world, it wasn't a shock for me. You know, for some people that I know, some guys who grew up that didn't have the experience and the exposure that Detroit offers, you know, even back in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s, it was fun for me, you know, for on the east side. But as you you, you mentioned, I have to say this, and it's not a slam against the, the east side in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But in my time, all the pretty girls were on the west side. <laughs> if you had a car, you just you just ventured <laughs> over to the west side. Yeah, if you got a west side girl, you were like, yeah. Oh, so, so it wasn't me. It, was, it wasn't the pencil. It's really your, your pursuit. Huh? Well, it was my overall plan. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but we have beautiful women on the east side, too. But I just happened to marry a one from the west side. Yeah. For me, growing up in Detroit, it was, I think that I wouldn't be the person that I am had I not grown up in Detroit, because I saw just as many affluent Black people as I did white people. And so I lived in a lot of different places in Detroit, but the place that I remember the most was living um, on Trowbridge near or West Warren, where all you have all these mansions. And so a lot of the kids I went to school with, they rode to school in limousines. And so for me, I wasn't taught that certain things for certain people. And so I think that really served me well as we move to different cities and countries and states because I, I went into every situation understanding that I was equal to all the people around me regardless of the color of their skin. And so that was one of the things that I loved about growing up in Detroit and how we mentor and help one another. So that has always impacted me and it's made me always want to give back and, and serve other people just like I was served. I love it. I mean, again, you all have so much to unpack, just vessels of history, vessels of information. This is just super fascinating. Now, I do want to get to you all being married. You mentioned you've been married for 32 years. So and you also mentioned when you first met as well. But I am curious to know, what were your initial impressions of one another when you first met? Well, I'll say when I first saw Gil, he was 15. He had a mustache. And so I thought like it was his brown eyes and his mustache that kind of got my attention. But it was just his disposition and his just just seemed calm. And so that was what drew me to him. And my first impression of Renee was like, and, and she hates when people said that when we were growing up, she is just so pretty, like a, a doll, just the way she looks, the facial structure and everything. And, and she also used to hate when I used to say she looked like Stacy Lattisaw. <laughs> she wasn't as light skinned, but she looked like Stacy Lattisaw when I was growing up. For those who don't know who that is, just just a, a YouTube her with a, a duet with Johnny Gill, you'll know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I know who so, she is. Yeah. So yeah. she was a little bit lighter lighter skinned, but Renee is uh, she's more chocolate. So but still it was just she was just so pretty. And then as I got to meet her and actually got to interact with her, her inside was just as pretty as her outside. That was my first impression. Getting those cool points there. I see you, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> they expire at midnight, though. They expire at midnight. Yeah, you gotta... <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. So with you all being married for 32 years, 
how have you been able to sustain your marriage for so long? And also, what advice would you give to other couples who desire to have a long-lasting union? I think the first and most important thing is knowing who you are, your identity. It's so important that you realize that marriage is not the answer to your existence, but it's really a gift that you give to the world. And so I think for me, understanding that it's a gift and that I get to be married to my best friend is something that it encourages me to work at making it the best experience for both of us, especially for Gil, because he chose me. So I want to make sure that I give him a reason every day to continue to choose me. And I would say probably trust. You know, that's got to be the foundation for every relationship that you have, especially in your marriage. When you want longevity, you have to trust each other. Because if you have secrets and things that imply distrust, it's going to cause problems. And especially when you don't address them and deal with them and talk about them and, and learn how to do some conflict resolution and work out some things, it's just going to destroy your relationship, basically. I mean, in, in a nutshell, it's just a matter not if it's going to fail. It's just a matter of when, especially if you don't have that as a foundation. And I think the most important thing is not it's not in the order of importance, but it's understanding that it takes three people to make a relationship work. And God has to be at the center of it because in our own ability, in our own nature, in our own dispositions, we don't have the ability to give each other the grace that we need and to have peace in your relationship without having a relationship with God. Mm. Sound advice. And as I mentioned, you are the first married couple that I've interviewed on the podcast. So I take that advice very much to heart. Now, speaking of podcasts, years ago, you all launched your podcast. So I was wondering if you can tell us more about that podcast and what inspired you to launch it. Sure. It, it actually started out because Renee has always been kind of an entrepreneur. That was one of the great things about Detroit. And we, we mentioned it a little bit earlier. There's a lot of entrepreneurs in Detroit. And she, she's always worked for herself. But it kind of goes back to I think when we first got married, one of the pieces of advice that I got was, if you want to have a good marriage, just work on your marriage. That was the, the advice that I got. And, and I looked at the person who said that and I said, what does that mean? You know, give me some examples. Tell me what, what are you talking about? And he gave me nothing. He couldn't give me anything to, to start with, you know. So and that laid the foundation for the Rich Relationship Podcast, because when that happened years later, kind of catapulted into I went to Renee and I said hey why don't we do a podcast and she was like and I was thinking about it for her for her business you know but God intervened and said you know what we've been married 32 years we've lived all over we've had trials and tribulations that we've come through and there's some things that we've learned along the way we've mentored couples and for premarital and long-term engagements and even marriages who've gone through difficulty even before we actually started doing this podcast so I said, you know what, why don't we just open ourselves up? We call it being hot, honest, open and transparent, open ourselves up to people and just let them see what we do. Not that we got all the answers, but at least it gives them something to start with so they can say, I know how to work on my marriage or on my relationship. Yeah. And I think it's, we live in an information driven society and it's good to have information. But I think what makes rich relationships different is that you need somebody to walk alongside you. And that's really our heart to not just give people information, but for them to have examples and people they can call and talk to and reach out 
to because it really sometimes it's difficult and you don't you want to work on it but you don't know how and so rich relationships is more than just our podcast we really feel like it's our mission it's really what we were created to do to be able to leave a legacy for the generations to come and even just for our own family and our own marriage because when you help other people in, in an area it helps your relationship as well yeah, I mean, I love it. I, we spoke offline of some of the episodes I was able to listen to. Uh, you interviewed someone who also traveling via an RV and just the interactions you have with couples. It seems like it's very authentic. It's very organic. And I really love the work that you all are doing. So keep it up. Since I brought up the RV, you also have a YouTube channel as well. Tell us more about that and what inspired you to create that. Well, um, I have a certification in plant-based nutrition. And so initially, um, I have three different autoimmune diseases. And so rather than going the traditional route, I used food as medicine. So that's how the YouTube channel started, was with me showing people how to prepare plant-based meals, how to transition from the standard American diet into a plant-based lifestyle. And so that began the journey of YouTube. And so with the podcast, the podcast is on there, but it's just audible. And then we bought the RV in December, because it's something we've always wanted to do. Gil has wanted to do it since he was 11 years old. And that's what we got for our anniversary, for our 32nd anniversary with Richie, our Winnebago train. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to just take people along the journey with us and let them see the things that are out there and that, you know, kind of live vicariously through us. And so that's what our YouTube channel is about, listening to the podcast, but also seeing our life and seeing how they can begin to live a different life through being a part of our community. You all got so much stuff going on. <laughs> now, we are heading into the home stretch. And one of my favorite segments of the podcast is about music. You know, with us three being from Detroit, Detroit is all about music. So everybody who comes on Detroit Worldwide, I ask them this following question. If they had to identify a song in their opinion that best represents Detroit, what would that song be? So because it's two of you, you can each get a song if you got one collectively you want to do. So I'm curious to hear your response. <laughs> I'll go with the first one. You know, when I was growing up and going to Joyce, or actually it was Barber Middle School on the east side of Detroit, you know, we had band. And I'm a starving musician. Starving because I really, really want to play an instrument, but I can't. But, and I remember, and I heard this one song and it used to be a commercial on Detroit about, you know, it must have been about tourism or something like that. And it was by, and people may not even know it, but it's by a jazz trumpeter named Chuck Mangione. And the song is called Feel So Good. And it became the theme song to Detroit. They would show, you know, Joe Louis, the fist, and they would show the, the green statue down in front of City Hall and Hart Plaza. And this song just played in the background. And it's just a trumpet. So go out there on your favorite, you know, streaming service and go check it out. It's called Feel So Good by Chuck Mangione. I didn't know you probably thought I was going to say something from Motown or something like that because <laughs> of our age, you know. But that's some, that's one that just resonated with me. And and I just I just love it. Every time I hear it, I instantly go back to Detroit and visualizing Greek town and Hart Plaza and the Renaissance and all that. So that's mine. I'm going to stick with yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more the music person. I'm not a music person. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, short, sweet, and to the point. And I'm not familiar with the artist, but I definitely have to check it out. Maybe if I heard the song, I would know it, but I don't know off the top of my head. So, yeah, we might be a little bit older than you, but you know. <laughs> a lot. And you, and the thing that I've always loved about you is that he loves every genre of music. 
I mean, it, it doesn't matter if it's jazz or R&B, rock, rock or R&B, Christian music. He has a real heart and love for, my, for music. So check that one out. You'll probably love it. Sure. We'll make sure that we uh, let people check it out. I'll make sure I check it out personally. What do you all have going on? I know that you have a book. You already mentioned the YouTube channel. You already mentioned the podcast. But what else do you have going on? How can we support you as a community? Well, you know, the, the biggest thing is to realize that you have support and that we're making ourselves available to people who may be struggling because of, you know, not having the proper tools from growing up in relationships and knowing how to, you know, deal with conflict resolution or understanding your identity or understanding the importance of empathy. And so feel free to go to our website at richrelationshipsus.com and get connected. You can purchase our book at your favorite local bookstore. We are in all of the, most of the big bookstores throughout the country. We're in those bookstores. Um, and you can also go to our website if you want to sign a copy. We would love to do that. And it's called Rich Relationship, Our Marital Code to Oneness. So that's the book. I know we were talking a little bit offline before we started the show. That was the, the main one was with 17 other couples from all over the anthology. country. It was an anthology. But then what spawned was the workbook. You know, we mentioned working on your marriage. That's where the workbook comes in. And that one is some. Rich Relationship, the Oneness Code workbook. So we have the book and then we have the workbook. That is just with Gil and I really working with couples one-on-one and helping them. And you can follow us on social media. We have all of them and all of our social media is richrelationships.us. That was going to be my next question. So I'm glad that you uh, mentioned that. So make sure that you follow them on all platforms and make sure you purchase that book as well. All right. Well, final question I have. And that question is simple. And if you can answer it collectively, if you want to answer it together, it's certainly up to you. And my question is, what does Detroit mean to you? Since I took the music one, I'll let Renee take this one. Detroit means to me that regardless of however you started out, there's greatness inside of you. You just have to work to discover what it is and you can make the world a better place from where you are because of where you came from. Short, sweet, simple, excellent, and to the point. Gil and Renee, thank you so much for joining us on Detroit Worldwide. This is the first. This is the first time I've interviewed two guests at once. This is the first time I've interviewed a married couple. So I think this episode is going to be very well received. Thank you so much for all of the wisdom and knowledge and just much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. For sure. For sure. Great time together. We have to have you on the show. (laughs) Hey, we might have to get something uh, situated like that. But there we go. Great. We'll do that. <laughs> Thank you. For sure, for sure. Well, on behalf of Gil and Renee, I am Marquise Taylor. This is Detroit Worldwide, and we will both holler at y'all on the other side. Peace. Loving what you're hearing? Then feel free to leave us feedback. Feedback can be posted online when listening to Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, feel free to leave a review as well. You can also find us on the gram at Detroit Worldwide Podcast and on Twitter at Detroit World Pod. This platform would not exist without your support. I thank you.